Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome again to Next Step Leadership Podcast. I'm Chris Maxwell. Uh, Tracy Reynolds and I uh, engage in dialogue with people that we believe in. And I really believe in our guest uh, again this week, Tracy oh. Hans Hess. What a, what a powerful story. What a powerful example of, of leading well with a servant heart. He's wise, he's talented, and he's funny. I mean, he's such yeah. a great guy, isn't he? <laughs> well, Hans is a good friend, and we appreciate what God is doing in and through him, uh, not just in, in uh, the local church, but literally around the world. It's amazing how if we just take care of business and do what God has told us to do, he'll take care of all the rest. And so, so appreciative of our time together. Well, Hans, welcome back to Next Step Leadership. Chris Tracy, thank you for having me. It's uh, such an honor, really, such an honor to be with you guys. I admire you so much, and thank God for what you're doing. Appreciate you, buddy. Well, listen, man, as we talked off mic, uh, life isn't always easy. And we all face struggles, and we can relate to, to other people's struggles. And I, I would love for you to take the time to tell us a bit about some of what's happened in the last several years with you. Uh, it's so easy to, to hear about all the good things God has done, but there's, there's always a journey to that. So, man, if you would just uh, rewind a, a tad and tell us some of what you've been through the last several years, and I'd just love to, to, for you to share that. You know, the first thing, um, in, in 2001, I planted a church in Northern Virginia, the, the, the suburbs of Washington, D.C., and we, we went at it and had some level of success, but after about uh, nine years, we closed the doors on that church. And you don't hear people talk about that a lot. That was one of the most painful experiences of my life. I'd spent 10 years invested in this vision, all my money, all my time, mm -hmm. my family. Uh, everybody had high hopes and expectations for us. And in the end, we had to close the doors. And um, around the next corner opened a door that became the greatest ministry success, if you want to categorize success that way, that I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. So I just use that to, to say, you know, I, I want to encourage all the guys and gals out there doing ministry, you know, don't give up. You know, around mm -hmm. the next corner could be the right time, right place, right people. Uh, and and when I went to the next location in ministry and started having great success, people asked what changed. And I said, well, nothing changed. I'm the same guy. Yeah. I'm singing the same songs, preaching the same sermons, doing the same stuff, but the season changed. And so I just want you to know seasons change. Then in, um, in, uh, 2019, I was, uh, July of 2019, I was preaching a camp meeting in Tennessee and my wife, Jackie, who I'd been married to for 28 years, um, she was with me. She was an uber-talented, bold and fierce woman of God. And we were staying uh, in, an, in an Airbnb, and we were getting ready to come back to North Carolina where we live. 
And uh, as she was gathering our stuff together, she bent over double in pain. And she laughed. It was so fierce. The pain was she laughed and, and she said, my God, Hans, pray for me. And we we sat, we just prayed for a considerable amount of time. And then she said, you're going to have to take me to the hospital. And uh, so we ended up in an, in an emergency room and we stayed there all night, them running every kind of test they could they could run. And we didn't know what was going on with her. Um but was released the next day. It was July 4th. We watched the fireworks from the hospital window. And then I drove her home the next day. And within over the next month or two, we discovered she had an, an abdominal tumor. And uh, this was, you know, we're, everybody's praying. We have a dynamic church that was praying. Uh, we're, we're doing everything we know how. And then uh, she went in for surgery to remove this tumor. And we all had a good outlook going into it because the blood work looked good and everything. But when the oncologist got in there, he immediately saw it was ovarian cancer. And uh, he called me into the, to the, like a little office in the emergency, in, in the operational room area. And uh, he told me, he said, this thing is ovarian cancer and she needs to start chemotherapy immediately. So anyhow, we were floored. Uh, family was floored. I have two daughters, and uh, they're amazing young girls. So they were, we were all just floored. So, so we started the process of chemotherapy, and um, thought it was going great, and got three or four months into it, and she started having some complications, and uh, um, went back for a PET scan and found out the cancer had spread all through her all through her abdomen, all through her liver, through uh, just many different pl- parts and places. So, and Jackie was one not to talk about things like that. You know, she's very, very strong in her constitution. So um, anyhow, she passed away uh, July the 2nd of 2020, one year later after the initial incident. And I don't know, man, how do you process that? I, even me talking about it now is it's almost surreal. It's, it's like a surreal experience. So here we are, a church didn't know what was going to happen with us. I didn't know what was going to happen with me. My girls are devastated. Um, so I went away for nine weeks. I, I still work some in the office, but I didn't preach for nine weeks. I went to a Catholic monastery. (laughs) I went and stayed with friends. I went into the mountains hiking by myself. I processed alone and uh, just absolutely devastated, you know, and questions rolling and all that kind of stuff. And but I did come back and I did start preaching again. The church rallied around us and it was amazing. And uh, me and the girls stood strong through it. And uh you know, we, we, we made our way through it. And one thing I've learned about something like that is, is it, it, it just, it, I don't know. It's like you keep opening closet doors, you know, and, and there's memories and issues and mm-hmm. things that still keep popping up here and there. But I have to give praise to the Lord. His grace was so strong and so powerful. Uh, Jackie left here. We didn't have any issues. We didn't have anything left unsaid. Uh, she was a beautiful saint. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I remember that she was a fantastic Hammond B3 organist. She could make that thing talk. That was her thing, man. She was a, she was a killer Hammond organist. Yeah. She had traveled in uh, tent meetings and done all that. She could have played for anyone, really. Yeah, true that. Yeah. Well, man, well, thank can, you so much. And I can remember some of the conversations you and I had after this. And uh, I just want to thank you for being honest because there's so many people hurting these days. And uh, for them to hear a story like your story and uh, you're able to talk about it, yeah, with, with grief still there, mm-hmm. but with yeah. joy in the middle of the sorrow. It doesn't have to be a separate thing. It can be joy in the middle of the storms and joy in the peace and the assurance of God that can even strengthen our belief system instead of causing us to throw it away. Right. Um, yeah, what are some other lessons you've learned from this, Hans? You know, at uh, Jackie's memorial service, my daughters, we were backstage before going out and I didn't preach or anything. I had a lot of friends that showed up and and I told the girls backstage, I, I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to greet the people. I'm not going to try to have some profound spiritual truth here. I'm just trying to make it through this. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me and they said, Dad, can we say something? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, absolutely. And so we walked out. And they both spoke so beautifully. And my youngest, her name is Alex. She grabbed the microphone and she said, you know, we don't understand everything that's happened. Um, But we do know that we believe everything our mom believed. Mm -hmm. And we're going to stand strong in believing what she believed. And we're just going to rest in the mystery right now. And when she said that phrase, rest in the mystery, it stuck with me. And when I came back several months later, the first message I preached at our church was was titled resting in the mystery. Mm. And I preached from the life of Job and uh, that, you know, God intended good. We serve a good God. One thing I've learned from this is God is ultimately good. Amen. And so many people go through issues like this and it wrecks their faith and and they... Mm -hmm or they can't get out of that grief and they stay in that spirit of grief and they carry it the rest of their life. But uh, one thing I realize is that God is ultimately good and uh, heaven's not like a a bad deal in punishment. (laughs) It's like, you know, and, and so uh, I I just, I just, it really helped me to see the goodness of God. And uh, it made me believe more in his power Mm -hmm. to heal his power, to touch his power, to, to save. And so, uh, I made a statement at the, at the memorial service. I said, I've just determined the rest of my life to make the devil's existence miserable as long as I'm on this planet. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go almost with a vengeance to see as many souls won, to see as many good Mm -hmm. things happen as I can see happen while I'm here. Well, thanks so much for sharing that, uh, so deeply. And I, I love that this is part of the journey. None of that's wasted. It uh, all the things that you have experienced from the the failed church, which you know, I I I would have to say there's no such thing. You know, God used yeah. that, and those seeds were forever planted. But to the acknowledgement that we ended this season, but how God 
has used that in a formative way to place you where you are today. And I just believe, Hans, that all the things that the Lord is opening up to you today are because of your faithfulness over the years to take it step by step through the journey, just as he has navigated it for you, brother. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got it. You push through those times and uh, you grow and you become stronger. Yeah. Well, man, tell us a bit about some of the things that have changed since then. You've you've had God do. I mean, it, life didn't stop. You have just moved right on. Yeah. And God is as uh, let me get out of the way. And you just tell us some of the things God's doing. You know, uh, came back in 2020 and, and came back in the pulpit and God started opening doors all around the world. Um, I went on uh, television, now national television, and uh, all kinds of opportunities and incredible meetings opened, and things just started clicking, and and uh, it was really amazing. Now, one thing I will say is that I, I've learned through the years um, that I have a few gifts to offer, and that's it. <laughs> I have a few things that I can do, and that's it. And for the rest of it, I need a great team around me. And I have a very good team around me in my church, and uh, I really appreciate that. So, you know, I, it seems like as we go along, our failures or our weaknesses, I should say, uh, become so glaringly obvious. But uh, the, the cure to that is God's given us people. He's given us people to work with who can complement our weaknesses. And so just been uh, moving strong through ministry, continuing, uh, continuing to preach, continuing. Uh, you know, I, I went on a retreat really with a uh, psychologist who's a spirit filled guy that you guys both know. And uh, he took me on a hike after I'd lost uh, Jackie. And he said, I'm going to go on this hike and the Lord's going to speak to you, Hans. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, I'm going to speak to you. And sure enough, at the end of the hike, he left me by myself and I, and I felt to turn to a certain Psalm and the psalm is the psalm of David where he says, I will awaken the morning with my praise. And I will take up, I think he says, the harp and lyre, and I will give God praise. And I knew right then, I thought my music had ended mm -hmm. because, you know, I'd played so much with Jackie through the years that it was like we were like hand in glove in music. And, uh, but I knew that day in the woods that I was to come back home, pick up my guitar again and get back to doing what God had called me to do and had gifted me to do. Mm. And so I started doing that. And, and, you know, it's crazy through the grief process. I'd had some like physical problems. I, uh, uh, I had some numbness through my body. Eventually the doctor just decided it was just grief that I'd gone through, mm. but it had affected my ability to play guitar a little bit. So one night we were in a meeting I grabbed my guitar and I told the crowd, I said, just bear with me until I work this out. And I just kept playing mm -hmm. and kept playing till it came back fluidly. And it's absolutely amazing. That's mm. incredible. Well, what, what about, again, the people who are listening to this? Hans, uh, you know, maybe for them it's not a wife passing away, but they are not playing guitar anymore. <laughs> Whatever mm -hmm. that is for them, you know, figuratively, they are, they have given up on ministry. They they have been hurt. There's some type of grief, some type of bad news. 
but they haven't reached over and grabbed whatever their guitar is. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are supposed to be writing, but they feel like some disappointment, some failure has kept them from writing. They need to write again. Yeah. They need to grab their words and turn them into stories. They yeah. need to pastor again. These these pastors who have been hurt, they've they've run from the ministry, and that is a that's a that's a place where they need help and healing, and they need to talk to somebody. But I do not want them to give up. So give some thoughts and suggestions on how we can choose to, okay, I'm going to grab my guitar again, or I'm going to love people again, or I'm going to engage in conversations again. Instead of running away, I'm going to face the pain and let God grace my life with his love and fulfill the calling he's placed upon my life. Yeah, you will reap in due season if you faint not. The only condition to reaping is to just stay in the game. You got to get in it. You got to stay in the game. Uh, I think about the old Rocky movies. You know, Rocky would be beaten to a pulp, and it's like, it's like he's. You think he's gone, but as long as he stays in the ring, he's going to come back and he's going to win at the end. And uh, th- that's the thing. you got to stay in it. It isn't about being perfect. I think it's about being faithful and about using your gifts and what God's called you to do. And the worst thing is to get into comparison. You know, I, I've, when I moved to Elizabeth City, I said, I'm done with comparing myself to others. I'm done with comparing my church to others. Now, granted, it creeps back in every now and then. And I just have to sometimes I will get alone and verbally say, I do not compare myself with other people. I cast that out of my life. I'm going to do what God's called me to do, and I'll be the best Hans I can possibly be. There you go. And you know, God is God turns things around. Stay in the battle. I got. I know we don't have much time, but I got to tell you the the the, the most amazing story. So, 2021, dear friend of mine, a pastor in Nashville, said, "Hans, I think there's a lady you need to meet." And so I go to his church to a conference and he introduces me to a lady named Dana. And Dana had never been married. She had been an amazingly successful musician, traveled, signed with DreamWorks, traveled the world, written movie scores. I mean, and Dana and I met, we clicked, and we ended up getting married in October of 2022. Mm. And it has been absolutely amazing. She is a phenomenal musician. She's a woman of faith, and uh, it's like it's like the healing that God has brought, and she has a song. You need to listen to it, Dana Glover. It's called "Start All Over Again." It it, it was it, it it became a big song, but anyhow, "Start All Over Again." It's a word for somebody out there today. Dana Glover, "Start All Over Again." When you look back at the world you've let down, and uh, you know, the per, what, what's what's going to happen? What's going to happen when you failed? What's going to happen when you've lost? you got to start all over again. God will give you the grace to do it. It's so good. Oh, that is. Well, I want us to end a little bit differently this time than we normally do. Hans, I want you to take the last uh, minute, two minutes, and just uh, speak again into the lives of our listeners. And then if you would, just say a, say a prayer at the end uh, for God to bring healing and then for God to help us hear that new song, like you're talking about, uh, that we need that, that there's there's new hope for each of us. We are not to give up, but He can give us new hope 
uh, new opportunities that are waiting. So we appreciate you being with us. But Thank I want you. us to, Tracy and I just want, want us to end this podcast with you praying and ministering to us. Okay. Uh, just to Dana's song, I think if I remember the context, she wrote that after having, you know, basically lost her record deal in Los Angeles and kind of feeling like, is there anything left for me? That song came out of that. You can start all over again. So I just encourage everyone listening, stay in the game. Stay in the game. You can do it, even if it requires starting all over again. If it requires walking with a limp, you know, Jacob had to wrestle with an angel and come to realization that there were some things in him that needed to change. And he came out of that encounter walking with a limp. But nonetheless, he walked right into the most amazing encounter of his life. And that was a restoration of his relationship with his brother Esau. So God's God's for you. He's not against you. God loves you. God is ultimately good. So I want to pray for you right now that you just be encouraged, that you go on and walk into a brighter tomorrow. Father, I thank you for Tracy and Chris and everyone listening to this podcast. I just pray the spirit of encouragement go into each one listening. Let them realize they can start over. They can finish the course well they can, they can do good and use what you've given them, God, and bless them, I pray, in the name of Jesus. You, Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, buddy, how can folks find you? Uh, folchurch.com. Okay. Folchurch.com. Iamhanshess.com. <laughs> Those two websites I can be found on, and I'm on Hans Hess on social media as well. We will link all that in the show notes, but thanks again so much for giving us part of your time today. We love you and we appreciate you, man. God bless you and uh, go ahead. I love you guys. Thanks. I'm honored to be with you. All right, buddy. Well, guys, let's all go through today confident that our next step will be our very best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, a weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you joined us. You can find us on your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Tracy Reynolds' new book, Second Chair Leadership, How to Serve, Thrive, and Lead from Where You Play, is available now at ctracyreynolds.com or Amazon. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services is available now at chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their musical releases at casualamericans.com or your favorite music supplier. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Things feel